Hello, this is Reverend Erichikmeko. I'm glad to come to you through this medium. As you listen to the word of God today, I pray that you will be impacted, your life will be transformed, and you experience God. Kingdom blessings. Amen. You are blessed. And I can see joy, I can see excitement. And I want to believe that these three days have been helpful. How many of us want to be doing this more often? Amen. And I'm sure when we ask you to pay money, you will nicely pay for it. And some of you will put money aside and say, Pastor, this one, we are setting it aside for boot camp. And if we even do it twice a year or once every quarter, because you can't go beyond what you know. And anything you don't invest in, you don't benefit from. And for your leader to do this, it means he knows where he's taking you to. And um, when Nebuchadnezzar had the Hebrew boys, because of what he wanted them to turn, he even determined what food they should eat. There are two types of ministries, public and private. A public ministry, Jesus would do the miracles, feed the people, preach to the masses. Then beyond that, he has the 12 that he does private ministry. And the people who had a private ministry were the ones that he handed over their work to. So, we all come to church, but there are people that are specifically meant to be invested in for higher assignment. And your pastor is doing just that. And put your hands together and appreciate him. Amen. He is a Christian and he is called. He is called. I always use him as an example for one act that he did. There are several good things he's done. I mean, my, my intercessors in Calvary Temple ran on a template he left and I've not touched it yet. But there was this one thing happened, that happened. You were building, we were building Calvary Temple. And um, we used to be in a tent. But we could love the tent and move in into the uncompleted building. We had pillars around, but it wasn't roofed. So we bought a tarpaulin and covered the place. So Saturday we'll go and set up for Sunday. Then there was this day that after we set up and did everything, it rained at the night. It rained Saturday night. I'm sure other Christians will just sleep and think that, well, but as a pastor, I was worried. So by 4 a.m., I moved to go and see what did the rain do? What should we do? Because we have no excuse to let people come and meet the place unprepared because of rain. So when I got there, she was there, mopping. He wasn't an usher. 
At that time, I think at that, he was in Bible school or something. So when I saw him, I told myself, this guy is called. And listen to me. People who have a calling have leadership thinking. There's difference between a follower and a leader. Followers are consumers and they're easygoing. They look for results and look for satisfaction. Leaders think of how to create their results. Followers complain. Leaders explain. Leaders don't give excuse. They find alternatives to solve what ought to be solved. And one of the things I want us here to know is that even though we are church workers, we are the leadership of the church that we serve in. And we must be followers with leadership mentality. Tell somebody have a leadership mentality. Be a follower but think like a leader. So you don't complain. You don't complain. You don't crave for attention. Don't try to impress people. Just serve God. Don't seek quick reward. God is a rewarder. If you are misunderstood, misinterpreted, and misrepresented, keep your heart and keep serving. And have a passion for what you are doing and a passion for what you stand for. Take your seat. So, I have news. But I have so much in here than what is here. So, just allow me to do what I do. He's very methodical. Methodical, he's an engineer. And so, pe, 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 pe. I also did science, but media, you know, I mean, it is mixture. <laughs> My own is an alloy. <laughs> a few things you must know. A church worker doesn't go to church. A church worker goes to work. So every Sunday, every day there's a service, you are going to work. You're not going to church. So your attitude must be attitude of a worker. So you don't go to church like other people who are coming to church and they are coming to serve God and uh, they are just looking for where to park their car and go and sit there to hear good preaching. To you, you are part of production because church service is an event and it should be produced, thought through and make sure every detail is well taken care of. You must have passion for what you do and love it. If there's anything you are doing that you don't enjoy, stop. Because it will be hypocrisy. So it will be unusual for you to be complaining about the department in which you serve. And be complaining about the work that you have offered yourself to do in the house of God. If you sing, enjoy singing. If you're an usher, enjoy ushering. If you're a prayer warrior, enjoy praying. If you're in Sunday school, enjoy doing that. Love the case. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. If you don't enjoy the thing, you're a suspect. Do you know that footballers enjoy 
they gave more than the spectators. No, don't deceive yourself. No. They perform, I mean, they, 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 they just love it. They enjoy it. And that's why sometimes when you want them to score a goal, they are dribbling. <laughs> After greater works, I asked two of my choirs to go on break. I have a quite number of choirs in my church. If there's two more, I want to start soon to meet some stuff. Much as I wanted them to rest, I wanted also to find out their understanding of vacation and rest. So after four weeks, I asked, Quad one, quad two, how are you enjoying your break? Some say, yeah, I'm enjoying. And I asked, do you want it to be extended? Some of these students say, yeah. And I said, no. And I said, oh, I get it. The one who said, yeah, I know why. <laughs> Are there Christians here? Yeah. Oh, wave your hand, let me see. Do you know what Christians don't like? Sometimes they don't like the uniform they wear. <laughs> so give them them leave that they can also put on to come and show who they are. Because like, I mean, okay, they also have some few things in their wardrobe. Now once a while, like, occasion like that, they can also muscle small. But this one is roaster. Today, blue, blue top, red skirt, and a yellow brooch. <laughs> White top, jeans down, and a muffler. <laughs> so they wear these things, and sometimes when their shapes have changed a little, either they put on a little, and a particular dress is no more fitting, they wish it would never be on the rooster. And there are some of them intentionally, they won't sing when they are wearing a particular dress that they are not comfortable with. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying it all. <laughs> so, when they had their break, it was good for people to show the seamstress they have, the kind of fabric they have, what is already made, what is custom made, what is Ghanaian sewn, what came from China, and what came from Turkey. Because some of them like, you are powerful shoes that you can never wear them to church. Because you are robing and you can't wear that. Me, I watch my clothes. I watch their hair to leg. And there are times I go to people and I say, you can't wear flat and come and sing. Unless maybe you have an issue with your ankle and stuff. Because costume and stage, stage presentation is part of your pattern for worship. But the others, so I knew for that reason, the other one, I mean, she wanted more Sundays to wear stuff. But the one who said no, I said, she's got it. Because you know what? No good footballer will want to be on the bench. No. That is why when you show a player red card, they cry. Listen, the red card will not affect the assigning fee. Cristiano Ronaldo, you show him red card, he will still collect the money. But the fact that he's not playing is an issue. 
So it is not even about the money, but about enjoying what they do. And we must enjoy what we do. Enjoy serving God. Enjoy ushering. Any capacity you, you, you serve in the church, enjoy it. Love it. Let people call you a Jumamoro. Let some ask you, ah, is the church for your father? Is the pastor your father? Is your uncle? Is he your boyfriend? Why are you killing yourself like this for that? And tell them, I enjoy what you are doing. Listen. Other than that, suspension will mean nothing. I didn't answer my empire. I was suspending my crime. So if we're a query star, and for two Sundays, you have not been robing, and you are not singing, and you are not behaving well, and you have been asked to sit on bench, and it's not affecting you, I doubt whether you are passionate and your heart is into what you are doing. If you are an usher or prayer warrior for a long time, you've not gone to meetings, and you are okay, I have a problem. Uriah, he said, the Ark of Covenant is at the camp. My commander, Joab is at the camp. The army of the Lord is at the camp. I can't be here and go home. So all of us church workers, you can never let your pastor be in a meeting, in a service in your church where you are not there because no general goes to battle without his lieutenant. And remember, he needs you to be so that he can deliver and deliver well. So the fact that you say you serve, we need you in every meeting. So much so that if he is coming for a meeting and nobody will come at all, his choristers will be there. His ushers will be there. His intercessors will be there. And all other departments will be there. Sometimes uh, in evening meetings, you don't even see ushers. This is the last session. I mean, I'm only saying it and I'll go. <laughs> Covenant family leaders who come to church late. Passion. Say passion. Say passion. So have leadership mindset. Think about the service that is about to come. And your contribution and what you're supposed to do. Amen. Last Sunday, I love what Dr. Otabel made us play in our churches about excellent worship. Excellent worship. And if you listen to it carefully, he made some pro pro profound statements that I just want to re-echo some of them, then I'll go into my main theme on what I want to do about excellent worship. He was talking about sacrifices and the reward that we expect. But at the same time, you can make the sacrifice and destroy the sacrifice with your own utterance. Supportive ministry, we support because the person we are supporting cannot have it all. A strong tree doesn't need a support. Support is there because we need to upkeep, uphold, supply, feed a system. So when you are supplying, you are standing in for that which is weak in where you are. If you know anything about building, if a building is sagging, you do underpinning to give it support so that it stays in. So, I may not be a good singer, but I need good singers. So, the people who are offering music are giving that stuff. 
Prayer warriors in your prayer deals, you are supporting. Unfortunately, most of times, where we're supposed to support, we don't support, but we rather criticize that which we are supposed to support. One day, I had a vision, and um, I saw one of my leaders in church standing by a roadside, and he was carrying my sofa. My sofa. My sofa that takes three. He was carrying on the roadside, standing there. And I was driving a van with a big space. So I got in and I said, ah, why are you worrying about yourself? I mean, I have space to put it, bring it, let's put it inside. And the understanding was that the person is trying to carry something that I can easily handle. But he think I can't. And I said, don't worry about these areas. These areas, I'm okay. Another time I saw the same, another leader with a very small car trying to take certain things that are mine. And I was carrying a very big car. And in fact, I took his car and put it in my car. And I drove them together. Sometimes we get worried and think that, oh, but pastor is doing this and pastor is doing this and pastor is doing so much. The thing we do too much for ourselves, we can. The ones we can't, God brings you in. But when God has brought you in, be careful what you say with what you were doing. For example, God has brought you to come and wash my cloth. And that's your ministry. Wash my cloth for me. And you are washing the cloth and you see that the armpit is very, very, very dirty. Just wash it. But you are washing that thing. You have agreed to wash it for me. Then you look at the armpit and say, eh, and, 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 and if you look at the armpit, he's very dirty. Then you call a friend. Charlie. <laughs> uh, what name? You people are in East Lagos. So I'm careful. Where I come from, we have powerful names. We have Ni and Na. And, but East Lagos is an elite. So maybe Natasha. <laughs> Natasha. Oh, oh, oh. Chantel. You know, because people in East Legon, even their names are Polish. So, oh, Chantel. Oh, oh. Roland. Oh, Mickey. Yeah. Oh, hey, Jennifer, come and see. I'm washing pasta and I come and see dead. Hey, how can a man of God be dirty like this? You are disturbing the very sacrifice you are offering. If I say, come and clean my office, and my books are scattered, don't go and say, hey, make all the office back or here, or near this big one. scattered be Oh, but why would I have needed you? And there are times we make statements that fight the very thing we claim we are solving. So be careful. Utterance is very, very powerful. And don't talk recklessly. Be careful what you say. Amen. Amen. Be careful what you say. Ushers, be careful. Choristers, be careful. Believers, be careful. I don't know about your church, but I hold some meetings in my church. Somewhere like Reverend Eastwood. When Pastor Eastwood is coming to my church, everybody knows that the meeting has no closing time. So, ushers must be ready. Even cash team must be ready. 
But then sometimes a guy will be like, hey, Papa, you're a baby, I see a woo. <laughs> it's not a good statement. I was just, hey, hey, Papa, you're a baby, hey, you're a woo, they say, or can't afford the good side, hey. It is not a good statement because you are not speaking in agreement with the move that God will bring. You wish that thing will not be like that. But every meeting and its dynamics and what God wants to put across. So if it is more people that are going to come, you agree with it, you pray into it, that they will be blessed. Like I say, hey, no, 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 no. It's not a good talk. Because listen, when the widow had borrowed vessels and was pouring the oil until somebody said there's no more empty vessel, the oil was pouring. As soon as the son said the bottles, the empty vessels are finished, the oil ceased. Sometimes your utterances can stop a flow. And much as you are part and you think you are supporting, sometimes you leak the strength of the meeting. So be careful with your utterance. Be careful with your attitude. You think it's a joke, but I'm telling you, in spiritual matters, sometimes you have to be careful. I mean, assuming you are coming today, and uh, maybe today, you're woke. Because more money will come. They say, we are not going to But you might not know what your pastor has prayed. And the thing that is coming, your pastor is happy. But you are not because you are counting too many money. The crowd have come. The meeting is good. Others can say that church workers cannot say that. Say Amen. 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 So have... Leadership mindset. Say leadership mindset. The reason why meetings like this is good, and um, there's something I'm doing in my region. I go to every area and I meet all the pastors and their church workers. Because sometimes the church workers need to hear what the pastors are hearing so that when you go, you can implement it together. But there's nothing like Moses going to the mountaintop and see God. He comes down with his face shining, full of anointing. And the people are dancing to a golden calf. They didn't see what he saw. They are not hungry like he's hungry. So there are times you want something to be done and the people's respond is very apathetic. We are doing it. To, oh, pastor, we are coming. Oh, pastor, I'm coming. I pray you'll be able to feel the pulse of your father. Amen. The pulse of your pastor. Amen. That when the man says, we need this, make sure you are helping to get it done in a good time. Because everything is seasonal. Everything is seasonal. There are certain things if you don't do it at the right time, you do it again, it's no more needed. It's not relevant. So we have to be mindful of timing, what we deliver, our packaging, and the way we do it and get things done. Amen. Amen. Give your leader a good space to lead you. A good space to lead you. I don't want to go too much in there. But there's something we call leadership space. Say leadership space. Say leadership space. And that space, not everybody 
must go there. And if God helps you and you get there, respect it. In Exodus 19, just by the way, (laughs) but you need to hear this. Exodus 19, God is coming down and he tells Moses, bring the people so that when I speak to you, they will see. But then God tells Moses, set a boundary and make sure the people don't go beyond the boundary. But you come. You come. And he went with Joshua. The elders were there, all the people were there, but God said, no. Exodus 19 verse 10, the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and concentrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes and let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. You shall set bounds for the people all around, saying, Take it to yourself that you do not go up to the mountain or touch it bits. Whoever touches the mountain shall surely be put to death. Not a hand shall touch him, but he shall surely be stoned or shot with an arrow. Whether man or beast, he shall not live. And when the trumpets sound long, they shall come near the mountain. So Moses is supposed to set a boundary. And that boundary, the people should come that far. But Moses can go beyond. There are few people who can be close to pastors and survive. Shall I repeat it? Don't force it. If you don't have it, you can't. I like something Jesus told the disciples. He said, Blessed are you who are not offended in me. Because John the Baptist was disappointed in Jesus. He was sick or he had been in prison. And I, I, I think he told Jesus who used his clout, you know, to come and just bear him out. He didn't. He said, he said, go and find out whether he's the one to come or I should expect another one. And he said, go and tell John what you see, what you saw. Tell him the, the results. But blessed is he who's not offended in me. The leadership space is not for everybody. And to those of us who get that access, it's a privileged space, a privileged space. And you should have such level of, of, of thinking, discernment, discretion that whatever you see, whatever you get to know, should remain with you. That's not to say, you know, we are killing people and we are doing rituals or we are doing whatever. Because, you know, the, the, the congregation expectation of a leader is different from how God's expectation is. So, even Jesus, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he went there with the 12 disciples. He left the nine. He went with three. He left the three and went into another space. He didn't get them there. Manage his own stuff. He will come and look at them and they'll be sleeping and say, you people are sleeping. So there's a space. It is hot. Very, very hot. Very, very hot. So you allow the leader that space and you allow the leader to have discretion. You allow the leader to make decisions and you follow. 
There are some people when they get close a little, in fact, and it's always dangerous when people get close and they don't have it. Because when Lucifer got close a little to God, he said, oh, I want to be like him. I even want the city. <laughs> I want to be like Mosai. Most of the time when people get close to power and they see power small, they want it. Tell somebody, stay clear. Get close, but stay clear. Amen. It's amazing. Some people who have political ambition and all of a sudden they want to be president. If you look at them, it's like, ah, <laughs> there's nothing present about this person. But because he's close to President Small, he to coin Kakra, some things near there, so he's dreaming it. Hey, Hebrews 5, say, no one take this honor except Aaron and his children. If their calling is not there, don't force it. But it is there. Open up. But give leadership space. Amen. Amen. You may know things, but it's not everything that you are permitted to say. To those of you who get the benefit of handling microphones in church, be careful what you are coming to say and say exactly what you need to say. Certain information must come through the pastor and not you. I know sometimes when you get a microphone, you want to come and show, we thank God and we do this. And I don't know your church at what time you do announcement. But in areas where people come and give announcement after the pastor has finished preaching, people come and they want to comment on the pastor's sermon. Who are you? Are you coming to give commentary? So if you are to come and sing, come and sing and go and sit down. If you are coming to lead prayer, don't lead worship. Lead the prayer. Let's pray and go. Listen. Listen. In news reading, there's what we call segment. So we have the general news. There's international news. There's sports. There's entertainment. There's the weather forecast. Why are you confusing the service? So you are leading intercession. We don't know whether you are the preacher or you are the worship leader. The worship leader, you came, you don't know whether you are the preacher or you are what. And, and we repeat ourselves, and the time we need to have allotted for specific emphasis, we dilute it. So the service has no shape, no beauty, and we don't know who is who. Listen, if you want to preach, a time will come, you preach. But don't be tempted and say, hmm. Anyway, today I'm only exhorting you for the offering. But the day I'll get opportunity in this pulpit... You're advertising yourself. Tell somebody, wait. Be in the queue. It will, you'll get there. But don't rush it. And this kind of, you know, trying to impress, give us five minutes exhortation and seven minutes, nine minutes, so, and the Holy Ghost led you. The Holy Ghost, when we apply, they want the Holy Ghost there. <laughs> it's your own indiscipline. You know the Holy Ghost who did anything. Amen. Amen. So leadership space. Leadership space. If we're pastors, I will have taught you how we wrongly bring people into our space. But all of us have spaces. And sometimes you bring people into your space that at a point you wish you had not brought them, but you have. And the things you do that open your space up, one day I will tell you. Amen. So, be a good follower. Say a good follower. But have a leadership mindset. 
Say leadership mindset. Say leaders see. Followers look. Amen. In fact, when I go to church, every day I go to church, I look around. When I see trash, I'll pick it. But other people will pass by the trash and they won't mind. Because I'm very concerned about the environment. But the other person doesn't care. So I'll be surprised if I come and see a church usher or somebody standing somewhere chatting and it's a trash on the floor. And I'm not picking it. I will say you haven't gotten it yet. Because we are responsible to maintain those areas for the house of God to be how God wants it. Amen. Amen. Now, if we are going to be followers, we are stewards. Say we are stewards. Say we are stewards. And it is a mark of a steward to be faithful. Say faithful. Say faithful. The Bible says that Moses was faithful in his house. Moses was faithful in all his house. Jesus was even faithful to the death. So, it is required of us to be faithful. Say faithful. All of us, faithful to God, faithful to the vision, faithful to Dr. Otabel, and faithful to your pastor. Faithful. Say faithful. Say faithful. Faithful to your pastor. Faithful. Now, faithfulness means steadfastness, unwavering, because God is faithful. The Bible says his steadfast love never changes. His mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. What makes us always come to God, even when we have sinned, is because we know he is faithful. Amen. Faithfulness will make you adhere. Faithfulness means adherence to. It means you take matching orders. So when they say green, green. Amen. Blue, blue. Faithfulness. Now faithfulness, I mean, I know, I, I know a lot of times Christians are not very, we are faithful in certain things, we are, you know, we in certain areas. But God wants us to be faithful. Faithful. Do you know you love God because he's faithful? So you sing this song, faithful, 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 taking what the devil got from. Faithful. Faithfulness means a firm commitment to. Amen. Three things that we have to be faithful in, or three levels of faithfulness. The first one is faithfulness in the list, or faithful in the list. Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. Are you here with me? Kaba handozi maanda. Luke chapter 16, verse 10. That's what the master commented on Jeshua because he addressed Shadrach for the donors. He went to you. It's the story of the unshrew servant, then faithful. I wish I can read the whole scripture and give you hallelujah. 
So faithful in the least, say faithful in the least. Say faithful in the least. Then faithful in another man's. And faithful in a righteous mammon. Now, in Matthew chapter 25, if you read the story of the parable of the talent, one was given five, one was given two, one was given one. And the Bible says it was given according to their several abilities. Say several abilities. Say several abilities. Which means God calculated you before he gave you what you have. So if God is using somebody, don't be envious. Be faithful in what you have. Faithful in what you can do. Faithful in what God has given you. So you must be faithful in little. Say faithful in little. Say faithful in little. Sometimes our delivery is affected by our level of contentment or otherwise. So when you are doing something and you are not happy because you think somebody is giving too much, you don't even handle what you have well. But God in his wisdom will start you with little. Little. Maybe today you are only barking. You are not getting the benefit to be a lead singer. But keep barking. Keep barking. Your name may not be popular, but keep doing what you were doing faithfully. We are in a world where everybody wants popularity. In fact, everybody wants to be seen. These days, every, I mean, people even easily create their own TV. Antonio TV. So I just record myself on Facebook. Folks, I'm coming to you from the hills of Calvary. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've seen people who come in. And, and everybody wants to behave as an authority. And they say things and you look at it and say, but faithful in little. Faithful in little. Then faithful in another man's. Faithful in another man's. And faithfulness in unrighteous mammon. Faithfulness in unrighteous mammon. Amen. And if you look at the parable, I mean, there's so much that is taught about that. There's philosophy of investment. The philosophy of survival and preservation. The one who had one talent, you know, was mindful of talking about somebody's character and not thinking about what they have been assigned to do. Amen? And sometimes people who have little are the most unfaithful and most ungrateful. Hello? You are believing God. You are believing God, you know. You come to Pastor Eric. Oh, Pastor, I'm very tight up. I need money. I need about 500. And so, oh, Really? Well, I don't have much. I just have 100 Ghana. You take it. You take it and you look at it and say, hey, I want 500. He gave me only 100. Hey! Ungratefully unfaithful. And sometimes you need 500, but you won't see the 100 as part of 500. So you give him the 100, he go into the next shop, he's buying the next phone the money can buy. Because I wanted 500. And this 100 is not 500. So I'm spending it. Some people, they want school fees. They don't know that you can put your money down small, small, small to make it. But since it doesn't come in bulk, he blows it off. So be faithful in little. Say be faithful in little. Then be faithful in unrighteous mammon. Time will not permit me to talk about you about people who were faithful in little. David was faithful in the little sheep. 
In fact, when he went fighting Goliath, the brother asked him, where did you keep that little sheep we have? He said, I have kept it with a keeper. I have rightly handed it over. In my absence, somebody is taking care of it. Department leaders and people who handle things. If you are not there, how is your absence catered for? If we need the key, do we have to call you? Where's the generator key? Where are you? Oh, uh, I'm in Dansoman. I'm coming, I'm coming to Ajangano. In fact, I'm in traffic at Akuko Photo. Where's the generator key? Hmm, in fact, it's in my car. And people do that too. People do that. Sometimes a church say, I mean, something. You are not mindful of your movement and what is it. So make sure that your absence will not disturb any service. I thought I'll get an amen. Yeah. If you know you have been appointed to do something and for some reason you can't make it, call earlier and request for alternative arrangement so that you don't miss a service. Instrumentalist, do you have something? Kamayandoria go ziba ando sika. In fact, every Saturday when I'm going to do a wedding, the first question I ask is, I instrumentalist in. Funeral. He said, instrumentalist in. And sometimes I say, oh, they've not come, but there's one keyboard, this can handle it. And sometimes it's like, these people, what is wrong with them? In fact, a few weeks ago, I was going to do a wedding, and I knew people are in there. I put on a microphone, I got there, I'm speaking, and it's not coming. And the people there are moving apart because the person who knows how to program mine, but I just saw him on Thursday that, do you know, I've held on to your pay. I want to see whether you are working for me or you are doing your own thing. And I'll keep that salary for some time. You can't mess me up like that. Listen, if you won't come, tell me you won't come. But you don't make me believe you'll be there and I come and you're not there. Lack of faithfulness. You're a human being. Something else could take your time or you can have a legitimate reason. But don't take me for granted. Faithfulness. Instrumentalist, may the Lord be with you. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. This meeting is coming out. You know that majority of the documents and things are with you. Faithfulness. May we be faithful to our services. May we be faithful to our callings. Faithfulness in unrighteous mammon. Faithfulness in money. Say money. Kama yandozi makatasanda. Do you know Barnabas? Barnabas, when they went to Mass Hill, Athens, and they said the gods have come to us in the likeness of men, Barnabas was preferred above Paul because Paul was the spokesman. And normally, the spokesman is lower than the person he speaks for. Barnabas, his first faithfulness test was Acts chapter 4 when he sold land. And brought the money. And because he was faithful in that, God gave him true riches by giving an apostolic stature 
In fact, he raised Paul and did a lot of things for the body. It was money, but later it translated into a calling. Acts chapter 13, in the church of Antioch, while they fasted and prayed, the Holy Ghost spoke, separate me, Paul and Barnabas. He didn't say because he's an anointed, he wasn't faithful in money. He has sold a land and I brought the money. Faithfulness in little. And I want to believe all of you here pay your tithe. I want to believe all church workers here, you pay your first fruit. Consistently, continuously, not in convenience, but by conviction. And not only that, that sometimes there are things your pastor can come and say, this one, we church workers only. Everybody is paying 500 Ghana or 1,000 Ghana and you are going to deliver this to church. Can it be done? You should be able to, I mean, it should work. Because when David was going to build, it was his captains and officers that brought the offering first before the rest. So we must lead even in giving. We must lead in the financial thing because whatever you believe in, that your money doesn't go in. Your believing is suspect. That's why I call it this. When you are sewing uniforms, don't complain. Most of the time, eh, the uniforms, eh, the uniform. You don't have money. And some of you, for your friend's graduation, you sew a new uniform. For your friend's adoring, you sew a new uniform. For your friend's wedding uniform, engagement uniform. So why uniform and wear it for God? You are the last to pay the contribution. Amen. Amen. But let me quickly do this with the time left. Faithfulness in another man. Say faithfulness in another man. Say faithfulness in another man. Listen, faithfulness is not faithfulness unless it is tested. Amen. Amen. If your wife is good, you can't say you are a faithful husband. But if the woman is wagadri and you still love her and still keep her, then you are faithful. <laughs> Wives, if your husband is good, pampering you, doing everything for you, say, hey, my husband is good, my husband is no, no, no. If you get a man who is troublesome, he's troublesome and he's still disturbing you, come on, bang, 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 and you are still calm and doing what you are supposed to do and do you prepare then you are faithful. Your faithfulness will all be tested. Did you hear that? I said what? Jesus will ask you, do you love me more than this? Listen, options may come your way. Offers may come your way. Sometimes you can even meet churches that will give you promises. And these days, pastors are everywhere playing on ethical games. Oh, where do you go to church? Open heavens. Oh, but there are plenty. Why don't you come and help us? There, there are plenty. Have we complained that people are too much? <laughs> are we China? We need people. I mean, some I Do you know what we do to get the people? You have to do something to get your own. But if you are faithful, you are moved by conviction, not convenience. Listen. We don't serve God because of convenience. 
And I admire many of you who live in distant places and still drive to Ajirigano. May God bless you. May God bless you. May God bless you. Because it is not either convenient. There are many churches around where you live. But because of faithfulness, you drive all the way. When children go to school and they close, they don't go to the homes close by. They go to their home. Don't stop church because of distance. This is your pastor. This is where you are fed. This is where God planted you. You paid the price and said, I am committed to this. I know people in Accra who drive to Akropong to Presby every Sunday. Charismatic, we have become one of the most disloyal people. Any letter to you giving problem. Oh, excuse me. Oh, do you hear Akan small? Because I know East Legon is not part of Ghana. Say faithfulness. In Genesis chapter 31, quickly, I'm going to run through this in a jiffy, then we pray. Genesis chapter 31. Oh, God. Give us faithful people. Listen, everybody is looking for faithful people. Pastors are looking for faithful people. Women are looking for faithful men. Oh, other ladies here. Men are looking for faithful wives. Faithful women. Shop owners are waiting, looking for faithful shop attendants. Employers are looking for faithful employees. Not an employee, worker who closes 2.15. Why you are not there, they don't come to work at all. And sometimes the time you pay them, they used to do personal work. Now, how many of you know that workers like holiday? But employers don't like holidays. Now, Genesis chapter 31, verse 36, quickly. We are looking at a man whose faithfulness to another person's work was so outstanding. His name is Jacob. Jacob. Now, if you care to know about Jacob, Jacob is now Israel. But you have to understand some of the things he did for God to make him who he is. At the time he was serving Laban, I'm sure people didn't know what his end would tend to be like. But Jacob is now a big name. God says, I'm the God of Jacob. In Genesis chapter 31, from verse 36. Then Jacob was angry and rebuked Laban. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin? That you have so hotly pursued me. Although you have set all my things, what part of your household things have you found? Set it here before my brethren and your brethren, that they may judge between us both. Now watch this. He is accounting for his stewardship. The first one is what? These 20 years have been with you. Your Evers. Oh. Yeah, your Evers. <laughs> oh, come on, give the Lord a clap offering. <laughs> your ears and your female goat have not miscarried the onion. The next one, he said, I have not eaten the rams of your flock, 
that which was torn by beast I did not bring to you. I bore the loss of it. You required it from my hand, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. There I was in the day, in the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep departed from my eyes. That I've been in your house 20 years. I served you 14 years for your two daughters, and six years for your flock, and you have changed my wages 10 times. Unless God of my father, the God of Abraham and the fear of Isaac have been with me. Surely, now you will have sent me away empty-handed. Say faithfulness. Say faithfulness. In another man's. Amen. Do you know that unfortunately sometimes it's the church that becomes very, very unfaithful? Do you know nurses and some government workers sometimes for six months they've not been paid. But they still go to work. They still go to work. National service people, but they still go to work. They manage to find money to go. But I'm not sure in a church, if we are doing a project and say, oh, because of this, we don't have money to pay the staff for two weeks and the money will come later. They complain. They complain. People still work even when they have not been paid. But in the church, so, the first thing we see about faithfulness is investment of time. Say investment of time. Say investment of time. How old is open heavens? Only. And you're already complaining. Jacob said for 20 years. 20 years. Investment of time. The second is preventing the possibility of miscarriage. In other words, and listen, this one, it takes the act of God. Jacob is saying that I've been very, very mindful and tactical in handling what you gave me. Under me, none of your animals miscarried. May the Lord make your hands a blessed hand. That when you hold things, it will stay. Things will work. Things will not collapse under your hands. Department will not break under your hands. Under your leadership, may things be put together and not scatter. He said, none of your young ones miscarried. None. Miscarried could be inevitable because you don't control it. But Jacob could say that under my watch, may that be your story. I say, may that be your story. That what God will give you will remain intact with you. Amen. Sometimes people are reckless. When we destroy other people's things, we don't even care. Amen. Sometimes we destroy people's things and we don't care. Oh, I was just working and a thing broke. How did it break? Well, I don't know. And you say it just casually. You don't care because you're not toy. Tell somebody be a good steward. Instrumentalists, don't let the microphone get lost and the strings get torn and the drumstick just get stolen. The drumstick, don't let it just get stolen. Amen. Faithfulness. Say faithfulness. Control your appetite. What is not yours, don't eat it. 
Hello? Jacob said it. He said this. He said, I have not eaten the rams of your flock. I have not eaten the rams of your flock. What is for your boss, don't take it. Control your appetite. Control your crave for sin. What is not mine, don't eat it. Amen? There are some people, by virtue of where we are, we take things that is not ours. Control your appetite. And God will test you. You will see things. And you think that, oh, wait, dear, come in and more come in Tell somebody, control your appetite. He said, I'm not eating your ram. I have not eaten your ram or lambs. I didn't take which is yours. No, that has not been given to me. To control your appetite. In various forms. In various ways. Amen. Control your appetite. Keep the things. Don't covet your superior's office. Don't discredit your boss for office. Don't take his honor. If you are clapping, clap well. If you won't clap. Don't take his honor. Don't take his honor. Sometimes, no, we steal it small, small. Oh, your church. Oh, oh, yeah, in open heaven, sir. Hey, your pastor is doing very well. Uh, yeah, Pastor Himaku, yeah, he's doing, oh, yeah, yeah, but if I want to come to the music side. <laughs> I'm the one who make everything. What does he know about music? In fact, I am the one. This is my card. So when you come, you ask for me. And uh, there are some of us, we don't have it. We don't have it. Don't show off when we're about around your superior. Amen. Make sure he's seated and wait to be seated somewhere. And the father is your friend doesn't mean that, you know. In fact, he's not even your friend, he's your boss. I've tried not to make the total be my friend. No. We sit down, we talk, I keep my distance, and I make sure that that gap is in there. When I travel with him, I walk like a boy. You may not even think I know how to preach. And sometimes when he's going to preach and I'm there, I pray she will not even call me to say anything. Even the opportunity alone, I'm happy. I want to hear what he's saying. And sometimes when I go out with him, I'm observing how he is conducting himself, how he's speaking to a congregation, not his own, how he's re- I mean, relating to his guests and hosts, and I'm learning. It's not a time for me to go and show, well, I'm one of the two tables, pastors. And me too, I have this and I have that. And, and listen, I've gone to him to place his own. We went to a certain program. They were taking photo pictures. And I thought they said all of us, so we want to stand in there. The organizer came and said, please, can you come out there? He took me out. <laughs> he came out of the line and hold my hand. He said, Kujo, you must be in this picture. I want you to stand by himself. So, control your appetite. Listen, it will be your turn to shine. But keep your space. Amen. He replaced the lost. He said, the dead I bought the lost. I'm imagining when your 
Anybody in the department, I think I've been too much of the instrumentalist. But I imagine when the lead guitarist come and say that, Pastor, Pastor, the lead guitar is missing. And he's expecting you to, to replace it. The best is buy it and replace it. Don't even come and tell me it is lost. But you tell a Christian bass guitarist like that, you leave your church. Laptops get missing. Laptops get missing. And somebody is supposed to use this laptop. Jacob said, the thing that got lost, I replace it. Whether dead or lost, I did not come to complain to you. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that? That some of the things you use in your department get destroyed and said, this one, we are going to replace it. We are not going to tell pastor. We are going to replace it. You know? My account department, one day, my accountant did something. I said, wow. When they checked the money, what they did, they did on Sunday, what they recorded on Sunday, when they check it on Monday, the thing has dropped. They put money inside. My accountant, he put money, he paid she paid. And I said, wow, this is faithfulness. Because when I check on Sunday, it is this. Between Sunday and Monday, I don't know what happened. If even I made a mistake, I have to let the thing balance. You put personal money into it. Contractors, if you do something and you mess the thing, break it down, use your money to do what the client wants you to do. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. Oh, Jacob was saying, he said, the thing that was stolen, I didn't add it to your burden. If you are ironing my shirt and you tear my button, fix it. Jesus, you take your things to laundry, by the time it will come, oh, and they just deliver it and go away. You iron my dress and you burn it. Go and buy a new shirt for me. Say faithfulness. Say faithfulness. And I love it. He said, he said, he said, I did not eat any of your lamb. What got lost, I bore it. Are you ready for that? If we can pick this, I'm telling you, I'm going to have one of the best church. Strong, faithful people. No matter what the devil will try, he can't break our front. Because when people become unfaithful, they open doors for encroachers to crept in and to disturb what is in there. Amen. Amen. He replaced the loss. He said, any beast that came. <laughs> Pastors collapse churches and they want reposting or transfer. Man, I said, we'll go as soon as you transfer. Yes, I'm another place that's going to As a matter of fact, I can't see myself Passing a church and collapsing under me. Hey, whatever I would take with God, I will, God under my hands, God forbid. But there are some people, they don't care. They give you a shop, the shop is collapsing, and they're not doing anything about it. And you say, I don't know what is it, what is it. You are not faithful. Some of you, they give you department, and you run everything down. And you can say, but the people are hard, and the people are that. Really? You are sure another person comes, you won't keep them. 
You're not just faithful because even your example is not encouraging. Lift up your right hands. Say, Father, let nothing collapse under me. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Sometimes you need hard people to train you. Hard people. Sometimes people we call difficult and unreasonable are in our lives to train us. Yeah, sometimes we need hard people. Hard, hard people. And do you know many of us who don't like hard people? Hey, I don't like pressure. Hey, I don't like pressure. I don't like pressure. Sometimes without pressure, you don't produce. <laughs> I've been preaching from Wednesday. Yesterday, I got home 1 a.m. Slept around 2. And I'm here. Tomorrow, I am preaching in two services, 7 a.m., 10 a.m., and 4, I have another meeting. Do I look like a young man? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking good. Actually, I want to be retiring in the next 13 years. 13 years, I want Say faithfulness. Sometimes, many people who, you know, they are like some people. They are always on you. And it produces results inside you. Fainting. Amen. You must have ability to endure pain and inconveniences. Ah, I'm getting home. I say what? You must have ability to endure pain and inconveniences. In fact, he said, my sleep departed from me. <laughs> Jacob said it. He said, my sleep departed from me. My sleep departed from me. On the scorching sun. <laughs> said, I bought a lot. He said, there I was in the day, verse 40. There I was in the day, the drought consumed me by night, the frost by night, and my sleep departed from my eyes. How do you take it when you're giving extra work to do? Hello? Are you here? Well, I will be man. What plan is Oh, now they by four thirty, by five. Now my pong. Then ten to five. Your boss calls you and says, "Can you please do this for me? I need it for something for tomorrow, and it is going to take you about an hour." <laughs> What's that? My plans. <laughs> and sometimes it happens. He said, "My slept, my sleep left me." I was in the hardship, but I needed to deliver. So you must have ability to endure pain and inconvenience. Say inconveniences. Listen, a time will come, some of you have to dress in your car. Change in your car. Not convenient. Oh, I mean, sisters, thank you. No, you have to paint in your car. You have to unpack somewhere and go to the back of the car and do because you have to get yourself to fit into it. Inconveniences. And everybody says, ah, not day. But you know, you are committed to something and you want to remain faithful to it. Amen. Amen. You must have capacity to handle disappointment. Hey. Hey. Do you have it? When the thing doesn't go the way you expect, how do you do it? You are expecting 30 people, you went and 13 came. You are angry. Disappointment. 
Do you know what Jacob said? He said, you changed my wages ten times. Hmm? How many times? It is said that first fool is not a fool. Second fool is not a fool. But third fool is. But this one, he went third, four, fifth, six, seven, eight, nine. And he was still in employment. How many of us here will not resign? Hey, maybe I'm sorry, wait here. Oh, no. Especially, maybe, pastor has promised your department something. And it didn't come at the time you expected it. And they're following here, you didn't come. And they're following you, didn't come. Oh, come on, Hey, I'm owing my children's service egg. Hmm. One day they did something. I said, I'll buy egg for everybody. Last Sunday, after church, one of them came and said, You owe us egg. <laughs> so please remind me. Oh, oh I, think, I, I think there was a children did something, and some of them came, they performed nicely. So to motivate them, I promised them. And they told me they don't like boiled eggs. I should give the egg to them, they will either boil it or fly it themselves. Maybe I have to get some, some hundred crates for them, you know. And I said, oh, when it is fresh, you break it. He said, no, you boil our old eggs. <laughs> capacity to handle disappointment. Say capacity to handle disappointment. Say capacity to handle disappointment. I know a lady who left the church because he said that he was interpreting the pastor. An opportunity came. The pastor was going to America. She thought he was the one that the pastor would go with. And the pastor didn't go with her. And the pastor went with another person. She left the church. Ask somebody, can you handle this appointment? If I disappoint you, will you still be there for me? Hello? Let me finish. Overcome the fear of conspiracy. Fear of conspiracy. If you don't overcome that, you won't do anything. Overcome the fear of conspiracy. Jacob said, but for God, I'm sure you would have made me go without anything. Anything. There are times you get to a point, it's like, so this thing we are doing, is there any reward in for us? I'm telling you, God is a rewarder. I say God is a rewarder. God is a rewarder. Sometimes you may think he is delaying, but I'm telling you he's a rewarder. Laban was bent on abusing and cheating him. He was abusing him, he was cheating him, but he was okay. And sometimes, unless you go through something, you cannot boast of faithfulness. Many of us will have resigned if you have a leader who is like that. Ah, Laban will promise you that, oh, all the gold that gets speckled, I'll give them to you. Then in the night, you go and remove all of them far away. In other words, what I promise you is based on condition, but I'm making sure that that condition would never happen. It will never favor you. I came to tell somebody, listen, if God hands on you, no matter how man will try to vary your condition, you'll still be fruitful. You'll still make it. When they put you anywhere, you will come back successful. Just remain faithful. 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 But I like this. God will give your own. And God will give you divine assistance. The Hebrew midwives, when they remain faithful to their cause and refuse the offer from Pharaoh to kill the Hebrews' boys, 
The Bible says God bless them. Faithfulness will always bring you reward. And I pray God that all of us here will remain faithful. Faithful to the calling. Faithful to the vision. Faithful to your pastor. Faithful. 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 Listen. Every leader who does well is controversial. <laughs> it's controversial. Sometimes he can you also need a cover vision about. And I didn't know too many went away, but more fun trying. But that is it. I remember when Doctor Tabu was starting Central University. Ah, you know our churches that we have said we are struggling and things. Say the university. And sometimes people with vision are always like that. They always dream. I was telling somebody, if God give you five million dollars now, I will do wonders. Hey, the things I will do. Sometimes the church is owing, but you are still bringing bills. You got that? Is it? You're always dreaming. You're always dreaming. Somebody will say, hey, I mean, I'm just tired and, and I'm resigned. I mean, I, I, I can't throw the man. No, the man is just reckless. You know, that, and listen, there are some things you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. There are things you don't understand. Yeah. You know, we bought a generator for a church, 150 kVA. Then later, we bought 650 kVA. Now, when we are going to buy the 650, you know, people said, ah, what, but, but why? Didn't you know we need six I mean six fifty? And why did you buy this? And I said, no, ignorance. Because you cannot buy big one when your consumption is low. So you have to grow and go for that. It's like saying that, I mean, once you are a child and you are growing, we should buy you said 40 shoes. <laughs> you know, because you grow to wear it. It doesn't work like that. But people always want to bring their word knowledge into this thing. And as the church grows, as the church grows, get ready for more exercise, more stretching. But right now, I'm not told anybody, but I'm telling you for the first time. I'm not told anybody. <laughs> I'm thinking of building another structure for my church where I'll put in children's church rehearsals rooms and changing rooms and even get a warehouse because sometimes storage become an issue with a growing church every department need at least a, a small space to make them little comfortable and won't it even be nice if i'm able to give every department a laptop Where the organization and things are volunteers, they come, they manage their issues well. I look at my auditorium, I look at my building, and I said, I wish I have the opportunity to build again. I'll do something different. Yeah. There's so many things about that building I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure some of you will get there and say, Wow, 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 wow. But I look at some things and I'm angry. And if you, are, you, are, if you have Ghanaian followers, you know Ghanaian followers? You know Ghanaian followers? You don't have a problem? Ghanaian followers, we don't see anything wrong with anything that is wrong. <laughs> it's good because, you know, we are moderate. Oh, I mean, when we're using plastic chairs and we're going to buy this one, it's, oh, but what I was seeing, they were not seeing. 
To the Ghanaian, if you want to sell your car, they ask, because in our mind, you change things only when they are bad. But no, life goes forward. Amen? I say what? Life goes forward. Sometimes you use a thing and God is taking to the next level. And when you don't adjust to, to receive the new one, you remain where you are forever. Amen. Sometimes your pastor will come and tell you, we need to change the carpet here. Some of you say, 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 Do you know microphone has expired it? At a point, and sometimes when things get very old, maintenance becomes expensive and the thing becomes expensive. And it becomes wise to change it and get a newer one than always fixing, 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 fixing. Amen. Rise on your feet, let's pray. Listen to me. We are going to pray and ask God to help us to be faithful. Because loyalty...